0: We'll do from the Iskashir, so I'm reading from here because here he has the collected, basically, the tradition. So, it's basically uh, brings down the traditions of uh, of Chabad and also he, he has from many sources from the Rebbe's uh, talks and the, collected it in a very um, I guess a very practical way so it is the final word. Uh, there are so many uh, additions like if you look in the Shulchan Aruch or you look in the uh, book of of customs, you're not gonna get the whole picture because there's later on collections from later on from different various places. Different generations change things, right? Or you know, small, not major things, but no, still that things take. that make just a little right. bit of a difference. Okay, so we we already discussed yesterday, but we discussed about when it comes to the Megillah to um, you know to uh, not to eat, not to eat unless you have to or a little bit, uh, not to eat before okay. the Megillah when you are fasting before the Megillah. That's when Highness Esther is right before the night of Purim. But this year we don't have that problem, but still after uh Mutsu Shabbos and if you made Abdullah, you still should not eat before the reading of the Megillah. Okay? Um, now we are going to go through the davening. So let me just first, uh, we have the addition, as we know, as I mentioned, of the al Hanisim. So I just want you to see in the Siddur. Um, so that's done in all three per- prayers as well as in the benching, as in the Birch Amazon on Purim. So the Al-Hanissim is actually together with the Hanukkah on page 51 in Shachris, for example. So if you see in the bottom, you have the Al-Hanissim. And then you have two columns. You have on the right-hand side, it says, for Hanukkah. And on the left-hand, says, for Purim. So basically, the opening sentence, which talks about, we thank you for the miracles and for the redemption, that starts off the same paragraph for both. And then we relate some of the happenings of the day. So on Purim, we read, Bimei V Esther. We read over here. And we do this, as I said, both. Mariv, uh, the night of Purim. We do it on uh, Shachrit, and we also do it on Mincha on Purim. So three times on Purim. Hanukkah, of course, we have eight days of Hanukkah, so we do it all eight days. But here we have three times we do it. And then you do it every time you bench on Hanukkah. If you take a look in the uh, Birkat Hamazon, in the Siddur, um, when you come to right after, on page 90, uh, over here, Birkat Hamazon, after you say the prayer, No Delecha, that's in the middle of the second blessing. Again, you have the exact same Valanissim as we do it on uh, during the davening. And you have on the left hand side on page ninety. at And the bottom. Okay? So you have Alanisim. And then you have Bimei Mordechai Vester on the left hand side. That's for Purim. And to the right of that you do for Hanukkah. Um, so when you fast that day, there's no reference to anything on the fast day before no no. in this case this is after there's no references in in the prayers at all about the fast no no. but what we do we mentioned that we talked about yesterday we have a special prayer and we also read from the torah on a fast day then we do we read the special portion for a fast day and we also add the special anenu prayer which is in the shakras only the Shliach tzibur says the anenu in a blessing by itself And the community adds the anenu in the blessing of Shomei Tefila, only to Mincha. And the Shliach Tzibur does a blessing by itself when he does the repetition. He does it also as a blessing by itself. So Sunday will be the fast? No. The fast will be this Thursday, this year. Oh, it's going to be... Before, Before. as we learned because we make it earlier. Because by time it's Esther. You weren't here when we were learning that, maybe. But we we, just, we went yesterday. through that. Yeah. I thought it was after. Yeah, no, we said that like, okay. instead of making on Friday, we make it on Thursday. We proceeded it's on the 11th day of the month versus the uh, 13th okay. of the so month. So in the event, oh, it would always be... So always I mean, it's on the 13th. It's always on the 13th. Can the 13th come out on a Friday? No. Can't. No, because that means that Purim cannot come out on Shabbos. Shabbos, okay. The Purim of... The regular, most people's Purim. The Shushan Purim, can, that is the 15th of the month. That could come out on Shabbos. Okay. And that's when our Purim comes out on Friday. When our Purim is on Friday, then one day later, which is the 15th, then it'll come out on Shabbos. And then that's there's, there's a whole big to do. How do you exactly celebrate? You do certain things on Friday, certain things on Shabbos, and certain things on Sunday because uh, of the various different uh, reasonings as applied to there. But fortunately this year we don't have to deal with that. Uh, This year we only are making the fast day of Esther. We're making it early. Um, And as we already mentioned in many other times, that we don't announce the words al-hanissim, we don't announce it before we do the Amida. we don't make an announcement, uh, but we should bang on the table, sort of, give people a reminder. And uh, also, there is the tradition that one of the people in the shul, should, when he comes to the point, he says it out the word loud. Uh, Say Al hanisim, so people will remind her, if they forget from the time. You know, people sometimes they, they start davening, no, they start davening and you know and their mind gets wanders off. You know, you know one time there's a story like uh, a fellow was davening in the shul after he finishes davening, the rabbi comes over to him and gives him shalom aleichem, like greets him as if he was. He's surprised. He says to the rabbi, well, why, why are you giving me Shalom aleichem? He says, I was here. I didn't leave anywhere. I'm not like I'm coming new. Well, the rabbi says, I noticed that during your Amida you had made travels all over the world and you've done businesses and you've done a lot of things. And now that you are come, I won't give you back. <laughs> Sometimes during the, uh, the davening one gets distracted. And he doesn't necessarily remember that they banged on the table before. <laughs> so that would be an additional reminder to the, the al-hanisim. Uh, now, again, let's look at the sitter. If you forget to say it in the right spot, right away, um, so you're uh, davening, and you're saying kivinu Lach, and on page 51, you're supposed to say v'al-hanisim, but you forgot, okay? And then you're saying v'al-kulam vi up till you get to page 152, till you say the word of Hashem at the end of the blessing, bararahchata, you can still say al-Hanism. Okay? If you didn't say Hashem's name, you haven't completed the bracha you'll still say Hanisim over there. And when you finish Hanisim, you'll say "B Hashem, called. That's what you will say. Uh, but once you said already Hashem's name, you've completed that blessing. Uh, so then you can't, no, you don't have to start over again. Alanisim is not something we start over again. So then when you get to, uh, on page 53, you see, or actually, if you want, you can, um, uh, on page 53 on the bottom, if you notice, there's two Yih On page 53, there's Yih on 53 that comes before el Nitzor. And then there is a Yi that comes after Ilkinitzer. That's the final verse on the on this page. He says, Yi So he says, before you say Yiulurotsin, the last, the second one, so then you would say Harachamon, instead of saying Valanisim, you would say Harachamon, Huyasel Nisim. So you would start off the merciful one, may you do to us miracles. And then you would say, as you did oh, it says. Uh, this doesn't say in the sitter, but you say merciful may you do for us miracles as you did to our parents and then and then you'll do till the end and then you'll finish the Amidah then you'll say and you'll say so that's basically once you've uh, once you've finished now uh, the same thing would be true in the in the benching, if you forgot uh Hanissim so if you uh, if you remember before you say the B'Rechat Hashem, you can say Al Hanissim right there, and then say Baruchat Hashem. but uh, if you forgot, then you'll go by the end, you'll say by the when you say all the for Hoshodesh and everything else you'll say, Arachamon, and Yasser Lonu and then you'll do that that prayer uh, basically this is not a prayer that we have to do the Amidah again for but therefore we, we, we try to stick it in the best as possible what happens if you forgot altogether you forgot there's nothing to do about it and the, the, the Amidah is valid any insertion which is not mentioned in the Talmud it's not mentioned in the Talmud and this Alanisim, I guess is not mentioned in the Talmud to insert that so therefore doesn't have a status of uh, necessity that you didn't fulfill your obligation of prayer. If you forget if, if you said your prayer without it, then you still would not have to re- repeat the Amida. Yeah? Purim, Purim yeah. actually Purim comes before Hanukkah. Right, four hundred BCE right? Uh, right. Yeah. It was before the Talmud, but yeah. yet the Talmud doesn't talk about it. The Talmud well the Talmud that we have I'm sure the Talmud talks about it. Yeah, but the Talmud has no the Talmud has the um this whole, um, the whole there's a whole tractate called Masech the Megillah yeah, but you there is said a tractate Megillah but it doesn't say there specifically I believe again I said yeah, that yeah. I believe it doesn't say specifically in the Talmud that we have to insert this prayer okay. in the, in the Amida. Okay. because usually I mean I just remember the rule usually I have to check this out uh, you know the, the Talmud says that they for Hanukkah I know it says they instituted it okay for praise and thanksgiving. That's for Hanukkah. So uh, the praise, we do halal on Hanukkah. There is no praise on uh, Purim. Right. We don't say halal on Purim. So all we do on Purim is we do uh, we do al-hanisim. Now, thus, thanksgiving, when it says lahoidos uh, to thanksgiving, that almost sounds that that would include the prayer of al-hanisim, which would be the prayer of thanksgiving. But yet, you don't. Uh, You don't repeat the Amida. I thought that it is because it's not mentioned. I'm not sure whether the phrase, I have to look this up, whether the phrase to thanks Hashem would include the prayer of Al-Hanisim that we did. And if it did include the prayer of Al-Hanisim, then I wonder why we wouldn't have to repeat if we missed it, why we wouldn't have to repeat. Because like... We, we learned, like in the rules, when you do before on the Seresime Teshubah, for example, so we learned that there is a difference between uh, when you're missing out some pieces which were instituted from the Gemara, from the Talmud, like HaMelech HaKodesh or Kela which was instituted by the Talmud, uh, as opposed to these verses, tovim, or which are not mentioned in the Talmud, and over there he makes in the Shulchan Aruch the distinction that those things that were instituted by the Talmud, if you don't say them Uh, then you would have to repeat that media again but those things that are not instituted by the Talmud if you miss them then you don't have to say it again so that seems to be the criteria Uh, so over here I know that we don't repeat it again that if you missed it you don't repeat it again but I'm wondering why you don't repeat it again so I thought that the reason would be because it's not mentioned in the Talmud but I'm not sure exactly what the Talmud when it means when it says I know by Hanukkah, for example it says to give thanksgiving you Now, what does it mean by giving thanksgiving. Some people can say Haneris Halolu is the Thanksgiving, what you do. Maybe the lighting of the lamp is part of the Nerus Halolu. That's part of the thing. But one would think that Hido Thanksgiving would be a special prayer of thanks to Hashem, besides the Halil, which is the general Halil, but maybe special Halil and Hoidah means special thanksgiving. So I'm saying a lot. I mean, the answer is very clear, we just got to look it up. It's yeah, not, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's not no, no, because you using the same pr- basic prayer. Yeah, the you know, same pray basic God, prayer, yeah. As you same have before, same, same so idea. I think the same things would apply, but it yeah. doesn't necessarily be, it's not that yeah. way. Well, say, th- as halacha? far as this halakha, they would apply yeah. the same. But you see clearly that on Purim, we don't do any halal. On That's Purim. right. Now, uh, now the question is, why don't we do halal on Purim? Why was it instituted? Now, by the way, the, 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 the miracle of Purim comes before the miracle of Hanukkah. Yeah. The miracle. But the, there's a reason why we don't say halal on, 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 on Purim. See, um, the miracle of Purim took place in the, between the two temples between the first, first and, the, and second the second temple okay. uh, the Jewish people weren't really free in the time they, they Haman wanted to annihilate them and they were saved yes but they didn't have the freedom, they weren't in charge of their own destiny, they didn't have their own government, they didn't have Israel, they didn't have the Beit HaMikdash, they didn't have anything. It wasn't really a time from Hallel, uh, as the Talmud says, we still remained slaves to Achashverush. So it wasn't really in our land, it wasn't in the land of Israel. It took place earlier, and it was a great miracle, and 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 by the way you know a lot of miracles that take place to the jewish people they call them purim also they're like purim of certain places because that was uh meant purim was meant like a a miraculous saving of the jewish people which happened throughout our history and when the jewish people were in trouble so many different times from various anti-semites in different shapes and forms when hashem saved us, we call that a Purim, but this was the, the Purim that we celebrate uh, every year, which is the miracle, and it was really uh, Esther who requested to be written down, that's why we call the Megillus Esther, she requested to be written down, and, uh, and, 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 and the, the sages granted her request, that's how come they added the book of Esther to the book of the writings. Now, but there's a difference, when you say Halil, it sort of p- expresses the praise, that would mean that we were really freed. And because we weren't freed, we didn't say the hollow. But yet, the hoidah the thanksgiving, we do do. We thank yeah. Hashem for the great miracle that He freed us. So I'm not exactly sure. I, I've got to look it up. It says clearly, but I'm not exactly sure uh, right now. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the service goes... Um, uh, that after the Amida, after we do the Shemona uh we do a Kaddish Tiskabel. Now, again, we talked about it that after every prayer, you will see, after any prayer you do, whether it's Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, Musaf, Ne'ilah, everything, we have one Kaddish which is called the Kaddish Tiskabel. Tiskabel, what does Tiskabel mean? Tiskabel. tiskabel means it should be accepted our prayer, basically we're saying there, let our prayer and our request of your Jewish people come before Hashem, so every time when we pray, and prayer is we're praying to God we're asking Hashem later on in the Kaddish accept our prayers, that is the idea of the prayer of Tiskabel. so after every prayer we have at least one Tiskabel, and only one Tiskabel. I said at least, but I mean you have to have a Tiskabel after every prayer, and sometimes you have a half a Kaddish afterwards and then the tiskabel will come later later on because you're sort of including a few more pieces. So you want to do a half a Kaddish to interrupt between because a half a Kaddish is always said when there's a new thing so if you want to bring in some new things so sometimes you won't say the tiskabel till afterwards. But on Matzah Shabbos in general uh, on Motsi Shabbos in general, uh, we do uh, first a half a Kaddish. There's only Motsi Shabbos. Every f- night, every f- every, s- every night after Myrif, we do a Kaddish Tiskabel, and then we do a Lenu. But on f- Saturday night, there is special reasons because the souls are going back... Uh, into purgatory after Shabbos, while they go out on Shabbos. So we do a special, we do special prayers, and we do vinyayim, we do matzah kaddish. There's reasons why we do these special prayers, but the thing is, we do a half a kaddish after we finish the Amida, then we do vinyayim matzah and then we do a kaddish to Skabel. But on uh, this uh, Purim after the. Uh, Megill, after the Mariv, will do the Kaddish Tiskabel. On page 131 by Mariv, you'll see that uh, they're having the darkened area over here. So you see that on Saturday night, you do the half Kaddish plus the Vata Kodosh, and only afterwards do you do the Kaddish Tiskabel, which is Yisqad uh, which is on page 133. You do the uh, Kaddish, um, Kaddish Tiskabel, right? But on Purim night, what we're going to do is we're not going to make such a long interruption, because we're going to do the Megillah night. We're going to do the Megillah now. After the Amida. After we read. We're going to do the Megillah reading. And um, then, in addition to that, we're also going to do, uh, and we're not going to do the prayer of uh, Vihinoam. Uh, on this uh, festive day of Purim, we're not going to do the prayer of Vihinoyam. But rather, um, take that back. We are going to do Vihinoyam afterwards, and the Atta Kodesh. So that's going to be, we're going to do it, take that back. On page 131, yes. right. on the bottom, then we're going to do uh, the, um, the regular Saturday night. We're going to do we're going to do Vihinoyam, and we're going to do Vihinoyam. Uh, again, so we are going to what we're going to do, the only difference we're going to do is because we are going to do the Kaddish Sholem the complete Kaddish we're going to do that right after we finish the Amidah and then we're going to read the Megillah and after we finish everything with the Megillah then we're going to go back and finish the and Behat Kaddish. now he's not going to say Tizkabel again because he already said Tizkabel once And they didn't want to push off the Kaddish Deskabel till after because it's a long time. You want to say our prayer should be accepted. You don't want to leave it for after the megillary. That would be an interruption. So you do the Kaddish Deskabel right after you do the Amida. You do the Kaddish Deskabel. Then after we do the Megillah, we do Vihinoah, Vata Kaddish. And then you're going to do a Kaddish Sholim. that means... um, Without this cobble you're not going to say this cobble anymore. You're going to say the Kaddish. It's going to be just like the mourner's Kaddish. We don't we don't call it a mourner's Kaddish. Why? It's the same wording because it's not a mourner's Kaddish. A mourner's Kaddish is basically a full Kaddish without this cobble right. That's what a mourner's right. Kaddish I'm not talking about a Rabbinic Kaddish. A regular mourner's Kaddish is a, reg, is a full Kaddish, but it's depending what purpose it serves. If you're doing it as a mourner or you're doing it for the minion. So the Shliach Tzibur in this case, We'll do a full Kaddish, not a half a Kaddish. You we'll do a full Kaddish without the words Tizkabel. Because you already said Tizkabel before. And you don't say more than one. You say only one Tizkabel for the, for the prayer. But it's actually, the Megillah is not a prayer. It's a story. So we're not going to say Tizkabel. Right. That's right. And it's not a prayer. That's why we're not going to say Tizkabel. Yeah. But you are going to say, because make an interruption between the, the Megillah story, reading and, and the Olenu that follows, so you're going to say a kaddish right. shalom. Differentiate one from yeah. the other. So, okay. I just wanted to make sure it's clear. So the way it's done different than every Saturday night would. Every Saturday night you would say a half a kaddish, do noim and kaddish, and then do a kaddish shalom and then do a leinu. But on Purim night, like it's this year, when it comes out on Saturday night, we'll finish the davening. We'll do a complete kaddish. We'll do a kaddish to Skabel. And then we will do the blessings and everything else we'll see in a minute with the Megillah. We'll cover all the things in the Megillah. When we're done with the Megillah, then we'll go back, we'll do Vihinoya, and we'll do Vata Kadish. and then at the end we will say a HaKadish Sholem, which is without Tiskabel. we'll just say yeah, hey, Shlomo Shlomaraba, and we're not going to say Tiskabel. we're going to do the, 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 the Kadish, and then we'll say Olayno. That's different. HaKadish Sholem, then you go ahead and you read the Megillah. That's what you do, that, then you go to read the Megillah. So, now... Purim about the Megillah so first of all as mentioned that if you didn't give the half a shekel which one should give on Tinus Esther this year will be on Thursday you should give it before reading of the Megillah now there is Megillas; they have the tradition to use the word Hamelech on the top of each page just about the Megillah itself uh, there is a tradition in most Megillas that you will see they have each page, each column starting with the word Hamelech the king the, by the way, the word Hamelach, the king, is speaking about Achashverosh, but it also has the connotation of referencing Hashem. And HaMelech Achashverosh, Achashverosh can also mean Achris Vareish Shaloi, whose end, the beginning, is his meaning. It represents sort of a hint towards Hashem. But in many Megillahs, they would have, more. most Megillahs, they have the name, the word HaMelech. Right on the top of the each column, so each column starts with the word Hamelach. However, he brings down here that in the Megillah that the Rebbe Maharash wrote, not all the pages started with the words Hamelach. So in the Chabad tradition, we don't really uh, concerned uh, with having uh, the word Hamelach on the top because that's the way the Rebbe Maharash wrote his own Megillah. And in uh, other thing is. In most Megillas, they have the Ten Sons of Haman written on one page by itself. That too was not in the Megillah of the Rebbe So, Therefore, in the Chabad Megillas that are written, we don't find them in one. It's a middle, It's on the column over there, but it's not a page all by itself. Uh, further, the Rebbe points out in some letters that the Megillah needs to be here directly, but you can't hear a Megillah through the telephone or radio or any uh, loudspeakers uh, not even through live uh, you know live so in, other words, uh, if you're in a huge room you can't use a microphone no no because that's not considered as the Rebbe points out technology is not the human voice it's a machine voice it's not the human voice and uh, we actually went through that letter at one point when we were studying it but not to do that but you got to listen now it's uh, the Rebbe would listen to Megillah while he was standing you could sit, technically, but uh, the Rebbe would stand while listening to the Megillah. Um, and during the reading of the Megillah, there are people standing to the right and the left of the one who's reading the Megillah. Uh, now, you fold it up, the Megillah, you fold it up like you would fold up a letter. And they fold it up into three parts, which means the way you do it is that you take the end, the end of the Megillah, and you fold it back to the two thirds. And then you take one third, put it over the other side. So you have the front, uh, the front in the f- one third in front of you, and then you would flip the megilla on the other side. And then when you came to the third side, you'd have to flip the yeah, inside yeah. over onto the, and then you would cover the uh, fir- first part. Um, the the Megillah calls it a letter that's why we have to we make it that it should be like a like a letter Uh, and it brings down over here that while the uh, person makes the blessing so he makes the blessing everybody answers main, and that's okay but he he brings down over here that the Rebbe would make the blessing softly together with the Balkorah, both before and after you could fulfill your obligation, but the Rebbe, that's the way the Rebbe did it. Uh, and the Rebbe kept his Megillah in uh, a fold, like, like a letter, until the end of the reading. Um, now, not everybody reads it. Everybody is supposed to read it. How am I fulfilling the obligation? When we listen to the one reading it, like, like just like the Torah reading and everybody else, we're all obligated to read the Megillah, but we fulfill... Our obligation through the reading of the Megillah. So we have to have in mind to fulfill our obligation um, with the Balkorah in the morning and at nighttime that his reading should be counted for us. Yeah, I know Rabbi Miller says we have to follow every word in the Megillah. You know, we get like a pamphlet or. Yeah, I'm sure you look in look inside the Megillah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, Don't so in, in a sense, you are um, reading every word. You well, know? in the Conservative, there's a separate book. It's just for the whole Right, right. Yeah, there were books like that. Yeah. For all denominations, Megillah. Yeah. Okay. Next now there is a blessing. Take to the sitter and look at the blessing before and after the Megillah, And you will see. So you um, if you go to uh, page three ninety, so you'll see there are three blessings that we do uh, before the Megillah reading you see and then there is one blessing that you do after the Megillah reading so the blessing that we do after the Megillah reading is actually connected to the Megillah reading so one should not interrupt until after the blessing that follows the Megillah reading it's called the blessing of Aroves Rivenu so when we say that you when you're listening to the Megillah listen to every word and follow every word and then you wait till the end of the blessing, listen to the end blessing, and then say, "Amen." Um, at the end of the blessing of Arovet Srivenu. Um, what happens if you miss, you're listening to the Megillah, and you missed a word, or you missed something, you know, you know so sometimes it'll happen that maybe you took your mind off, or, or maybe a child made noise or something, you didn't hear a word, so then, you should uh, read that word yourself from your Megillah. Even if you don't have a kosher Megillah, but you should read that word uh, immediately. Uh, it's most best is to use a Chumash or a Megillah with Nakudos so that you say the words correctly. So if you missed a word, you didn't hear, just say it by yourself. And you should actually go ahead and tell the place where he's up to, because I guess while you're, while you're saying it, you you can't pay attention at the same time, catch up, so, uh, um, catch up to him, to the, to where he's holding, and um, because, you know, the, the reason is, Megillah has to be heard in order, let's say you didn't hear a, a, a verse, you can't go to the end of the Megillah. It's like by writing the, the parchment. You can't go to the end of the Megillah and go hear that verse that you mi- you you missed. You'd have to go back and listen to the whole verse from the point you missed on. But that's a hardship to go ahead and go ahead and listen to the whole Megillah again, the Gansam Megillah again. So that's why he's telling you to go ahead and catch up, say those words, and then you will be with the flow. And. Um, And the Chabad tradition is that we bang Haman only when there's some surname to him. Like when you say Haman Hagogi or Haman Hara, the Agagite, the the evil Haman, then we bang him. When just the name Haman itself, we don't bang. But that's something which is hard to institute in shul a lot of times because the kids keep on banging regardless. They don't uh, don't, uh, go by that. But I guess, you know, they got to do something. So they're gonna bank and the worst case they're gonna bang hum on some extras. <laughs> yes, that's all <laughs> so that will be okay. Place. All right. More now that, right? Uh, <laughs> if you look in the Megillah, you'll see in chapter eight, verse eleven, there's a couple of places in the Megillah. Uh, over here in this uh, but that's chapter, uh? No, I'm chapter eight 999. Um, is nine ninety nine. Yeah, in chapter eight, um verse eleven. Yeah, so that's that's page, uh, 1, So over here it says Asher Nosan in Jasharnosan Hamelak Lahudim Asherbuchalir Vahir the king has granted to the Jews in all cities, Le ve'lamed Villamid al Nafsham to gather and to stand on their uh for their life, protect themselves, Lahashmid to destroy then it says, Laharoig ullah Now there are uh, some other versions that say that the correct way would be lashmit vilaharoig ullah There's an extra vav before the lamed. If you see, so and, so there would be lashmit to destroy, Laharoig uh, to kill. And there's a question whether it's Laharoig or Vilaharoig. So the way, the way to, uh, to do it is to do it both ways. So the tradition is to do it and then to reread it read it to read it a second time with the change of language. The same thing is true in chapter Tess, verse 9, verse 2. Uh, that's also a little bit further on. Uh, it's actually on the same page on 1000. So over here it says actually the last word on the page over here, it says the No man stood up in front of them. There's another version that says no the Lifnehem before them with a lamed instead of a base. So you do it both. It says the Bifnehem and Lifnehem. There's also four verses, that we say out loud when the shliach tzibur reads out, we do it loud. So, first one is the uh, chapter two, verse one. Over here, it's on page nine ninety one. Uh, no, um, actually, uh, that's uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, chapter two. Uh, uh, well, this is not yeah. That's but in, in chapter two. It's Ish Yehudi. That's a verse 5, not 1 I said. It's verse 5. Ish Yehudi. And then you say that verse. Uh, verse Hey and Vov. You do that. No. Ish Yehudi. Okay, you do the only verse Hey. You do verse Hey, Verse 5. You do it out with a loud voice. And then you also, when it talks about Umordechai Yotso, which is... Um, on verse Ches, uh, 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 chapter Ches, verse Tezvav it's on page one thousand. Also, we're up the You do that out loud as well, and and then you'll do like out loud as well. And what was the second one? The second one of the That's in verse uh, Tes, verse Tezvav and then the next verse is Tes Both of these verses. Tzvav and and then also um, you do the Kimor um, um, which is towards the end. That's on uh, verse ten, last verse in the uh, in the Megillah. We also say it out loud. So those are the four verses you say out loud, and um, also. Um, so after you say it out loud, then the balkorah goes and rereads it yes. again, and then when you do the ten sons of Haman, we read it with one, with one breath, uh, and you start with the word chamesh meis ish until after the word aseres, which is the chamesh meis ish until the word aseres, and uh, the ten names of Haman are in the the ten names. How you going? I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't supposed, okay. supposed to come until ten o'clock. Call mm. us, look upon me. Yeah, okay. Verse six, you start off at the end. The last three words, chames ish, in the end of verse 12, and six, and then you go up till the first word in verse ten, which is the word, word verse aseres, and you read it. And um, first the community reads it, and then the uh, and uh, then uh, then the children bang. They bang when, when you're done with aceris, not, uh, not when you're actually reading uh, the names, you know, uh, you actually read the years And then I guess when you do further, you do Bnei Hamon, you do it again. Yeah. Yeah.